0: Hey, guys, Maria Menounos here. Before your favorite AfterBuzz TV after show begins, I'm so excited to tell you that my new cookbook is out. It's called The Every Girl's Guide to Cooking. It's the quickest, fastest, easiest, most amazing recipes for kitchen newbies and chefs alike. Please check out mariamenounos.com for more info. Buzz you later.
1: You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment.
0: Hello, After Buzzers. Welcome to After Buzz TV. I'm your host J.J. Snyder. Welcome to this very special spotlight on Showrunner and Creators Edition, Glenn Mazzera.
2: Hey, J.J. Glenn. Great yes, Thanks great for to having have me. you here. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, you fit in this series perfectly. You're a creator and a showrunner, but mm-hmm. also an executive producer. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. and writer for mm-hmm. a new show, Damien, that is premiering tonight on the A&E Network at 10 o'clock.
2: That's right. Yeah.
0: That's seven hours away.
2: I'm very excited about it. I can't wait for uh, the world to see it.
0: I bet now. I know you were at Comic Con talking about it last mm-hmm. July. Mm-hmm. So it's been months, probably leading up to tonight. Am I? Re- are you ready for this it's, thing?
2: It's been years <laughs> when we first met about this uh, project. It was summer 2013. So I wrote that script over you know the holidays going into 2014 we sold it we staffed uh you know fall of 2014 we shot in 2015 we uh you know stopped shooting in in last summer but i was doing post until about christmas and now we've been waiting three months because we were moved from lifetime to a and e and uh so we're partnering with bates motel and this is when they they premiere tonight as well at nine o'clock and um so it's it's been like making a feature it's it's, it's, it's usually you know tv's like boom 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 but this was uh we had a lot of time to to work on this
0: well which is which is really amazing mm-hmm. um because you're you're not just starting a new show you're sort of um continuing mm-hmm. uh, this storyline right? So Yeah,
2: it's a sequel to the 1976 film. So, you know, Damien Thorne is the little boy in the Omen. And, you know, the way I explain it is the creepy kid from the Omen grows up and gets his own show. So <laughs> that's what our show is. Oh my is. gosh. <laughs> that's that's how perfect. I dis- that's that's tagline right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, A creepy <laughs> little kid indeed. And I believe we have a few photos from there. Uh, by the way, Marissa is in the booth um, helping us out today. She's uh Thank you, one of the best engineers around here so we we really scored with her Fantastic. um we have some photos uh from the omen actually uh the, no that's from
2: the show that, that's, uh, yes it is I'm, I'm trying to
0: the, I was kind of trying to prompt her to there is, we go ha. The yeah. so speaking of creepy little kids mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. Yeah. this film was huge in 1976 yeah I think so
2: and it, it left an impression on people people remember it and they You know it it kind of fit the time there was a bit of conspiracy around it there was an apocalyptic Mm -hmm. movement at that time in the late 70s people were convinced that the the bible was a prophecy and the world was coming to an end and Mm -hmm. this played right into that so it's there's a there's a lot of material that we could pull from for our show
0: well and 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 indeed the the biblical theme is is alive and well so here we are here we have the movie Mm -hmm. poster of Mm -hmm. gregory peck Lee Rummick, mm-hmm. and of course the creepy little Damien. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. really creepy. Yeah. Now I, um, I was teeny tiny when the film came out, mm-hmm. um, so I think my brother and sister were allowed to see it. I wasn't, so I had to go back and, and watch it now. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, I was afraid just of the horror genre. I was like, "How scary is this going to be?" Mm-hmm. But there's a psychological thriller element to it. Yes. Um, more so than. Um, people jumping out behind a door with a chainsaw, you know.
2: Yeah, it's, it's cool. you you get the sense that there's something else going on and and imagine if you know, you were a character in that movie, you could say, "Well, wait a second. This happened, and then this happened, and 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 it just it, it doesn't make sense, you know." And somebody would say, "Oh, you're just seeing coincidences, or something like that." So, so, y- you know, we've all heard these weird little stories, like, "How do you explain this?" or "How do you explain that?" Yes. You know. And so, so, this was a movie about that, in some sense. I mean, it was a lot of, about a lot of other stuff, but you know, when we started making the show, we really wanted it to feel like that. We wanted it to feel somewhat plausible something that you know if you like it takes place in this world and if you were to talk about these events people would think you were crazy
0: Mm -hmm. you know and Mm so
2: so and yet you feel something's going on and so that psychological thriller element was something that was in the film and something that that we've brought into the show
0: well i think it was a really important part of the film because it was the believability of this Mm -hmm. this couple this married couple seemingly Mm -hmm. normal married couple um, the believability that their situation uh, it really unfurled for them they mm-hmm. didn't understand what was going on the whole film was like what is going on here with yeah, this little boy Exactly. yeah yes yeah. um okay so uh, that film went on by the way to have uh, two sequels mm-hmm. however your series is picking up right after that first film yeah we uh...
2: What happened was, you know, Damien is, you know, a certain kid in that film. You know, there's, there's a, 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 you get a sense that he doesn't know what's going on and you're not sure. And then in the last shot, you're very, you're convinced that he, he knows what's going on. The other two sequels, the two sequels, start to put him down a path. Where he's very aware, and it just, you know, as he becomes, as people become suspicious of him, they die, and by the third, you know, he's sort of power hungry, and, and, and it's very clear. And that movie ends the story. So I really wanted it, this to be a character piece about that mm-hmm. character. So I said, okay, well, what if we, you know, the fact that he's an antichrist, okay, and Christ was baptized when he was 30. That's when he started teaching. That's when he started building the church. There's sort of this gap between, you know, there's a story in the Bible um, when he's 12, and then there's this gap until he's 30. Mm -hmm. So I I said, okay, we could use that gap and we could start saying that, you know, Damien is an antichrist. And how does he go around? And how does he start to build a church? And how does he start? How does he get activated? And all of that. And that's unique. I haven't seen anyone tell that story. You know, Mm -hmm. I think the expectation. To be honest, is that he is, you know, that evil character fully formed, and and I want to see that process. You know, I, I think that there's there could be a real version of somebody bringing about the end of the world. I mean, there 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 could be. You know, you could have a political leader take charge, and and you you could oh. you could certainly see how world wars unfold. You know, and so so what happens if one happens in our world? So that's the story I want to tell, and I think that there's there's a to do that we had to you know sort of ignore those other two sequels.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. So was that kind of creatively your decision? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I believe was it Fox came to you and said, yeah.
2: "Can you develop this story?" Yeah, Fox said, "We have this property, and we know Bates Motel is doing well, and Hannibal is doing well, and we have The Omen, and and they tried to reboot The Omen as a TV show. There's an Omen four um, about oh. Damien's daughter Delia and and uh, I think her name is Delia and she she um, you know is just a, a sinister little girl and really every commercial break someone's just getting killed for no reason. They look at her, she stares at them and then they run down mm-hmm. the street and they get killed and it falls into a very predictive pattern, okay so I didn't so that was an example of what I didn't want to do you know I, I just that wasn't you know, just that didn't interest me as a writer, so I worked on my idea and 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 pitch, and I brought it back, and I said, okay, this is how I would approach this material. You know, is this what you were looking for? And they said, yeah, we haven't seen that before, so let's try it. So then I wrote the script, and 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 people responded to that, and then the the ball started rolling.
0: Cool. I think it's it it makes sense to me too as a audience member um, because I remember the film from my childhood. Mm-hmm. So the concept now that he would be. 30 years old is, you know, kind of makes sense in my own timeline. <laughs> you no, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I mean, um, we're kind neat. of
2: fudging the uh, I'm sorry, I cut a you little. off. Uh, uh, yeah, we're but fudging the timeline a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, Bates Motel has cell phones and close. stuff. So 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 that's fine. And and I think people, you know, may have this expectation that oh, he's going to be this Sinister guy doing this. And, and, you know, that show exists. It's called Lucifer. <laughs> and so, you know, I wanted to do something that was different. And 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 hopefully, you know, the audience gets that this is about a a long journey for our
0: character. Interesting. And on that note, you have done something different that, mm-hmm. that I have noted. And that is that this guy, uh, Damien, played by Bradley James, mm-hmm. um, is kind of likable when mm-hmm. we we meet him. Um, this is going to be a kind of a complex situation. This is not straight out the son of the devil uh, as we might expect him. This is right. a little well, more complicated than
2: that Well, think about this you know and here I haven't really talked about this too much, but the Antichrist in the Bible, okay he's called the beast in the Bible is supposed to be worshipped. people are supposed to follow him he people see him as a messiah as a savior. so if Damien is too evil you know Mm -hmm. it it, it, one we've seen that story and two you know that's not actually what the Bible is saying so I really Hmm. spent time you know I was raised Catholic and and I have a an uncle who's a priest and 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 um, I went to Catholic school for 12 years I spent a lot of did I (laughs) okay so you so uh, so you've been through it too so so you know I spent a lot of time really thinking about okay if this was real, you know, a messiah. Okay, he's not, no one's saying he's a false messiah, they're saying he's the messiah. So he has to be charismatic, he has to be charming, he mm-hmm. has to be lovable, he has to be, you know, um, um, someone that people want to follow, you know. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it, 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 he can't be sinister. And, and I think there's a, a version of this that we've seen on TV many times where there's Someone who's, you know, saying what the audience wants and then they turn around and they threaten to have somebody killed or something. You know, we've seen that kind of character on TV and I, I wanted to shake
0: it up. I think it's very interesting. It You kind of take a step beyond the stereotype mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the son of Satan, of, you know, the, the guy in the glowing red with the... Yeah. Uh, what's he a guy? Pitchfork? He's a p- yeah. the pitchfork the yeah. pitchfork thank yeah. you yeah. See that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um no but you you the story kind of goes a step beyond that and it's sort of like well let's look at w- what is evil mm-hmm. and and by the way evil exists in the world um yes mm-hmm. so how do we explain that well that, that that's <laughs>
2: that that's something that you know in the original film there was a photographer yes and and that photographer took photographs of other people and then you could see black lines going through them and it was clear they were marked for death and he, he takes his own picture and and stuff and 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 that was really creepy and scary and and a wonderful part of that film
0: jennings so, i believe yeah the character's yeah, yeah. name was yes. so i
2: started i started thinking about that and but i have a real interest in in um, war photography. Okay. I think, I think what war photographers do is really amazing. And there are guys like Don McCullen or James Notchway or Sebastiao Salgado takes amazing pictures. He's my favorite. And, and so you, you see what these people do. They put themselves in harm's way and, 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 but they have to bear witness. Okay. They can't really get involved. So it's a tricky situation. So if Damien did that and he put himself in harm's way, you know, all the evil that's circling around him, he doesn't want to understand that he's part of that, that he's a cause of that. And so, so and I think photojournalism is incredibly relevant today. You know, and I've been mm. saying, you know, we didn't really, I think, I don't think the world understood the Syrian migrant crisis until we saw that photograph of that little boy washed up on the beach right okay you know and and then that hit home for everybody Mm -hmm. you know and so Damien's Mm -hmm. the kind of person who's there he's the kind of person taking those photos he's you know it's that's where he's living and so you know how when you see that much evil
0: Mm
2: -hmm. you know I think Damien is the kind of person is saying if there's a God why would he allow this much evil to take place and so there, there's an element of that character that will end up developing in you know, future episodes as well.
0: I feel like the war photography storyline is extremely interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I found it, it was a tie in to the original film in that Jenny, the character of Jennings in the original film. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, when the, the, um, in the original film, when the sword came down from the top of the church, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And got that guy <laughs> in the ground, that was crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. you guys remember that image? That was just, that was nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it it's so it's a tie-in to the original film in that way you know how interesting damien would end up being a photographer mm-hmm. and and it is true you're putting him in a place where if you really step back and look at it where else in the world can you bear witness mm-hmm. to human evil mm-hmm. more than in war so it's really
2: interesting yeah, and that's that's well, um, thank you
0: that that's something i want to
2: you know continue to develop i think that's that's important for that character you know and a lot of it has to be when you're you're sitting down and you're thinking about you know creating a show like what am i going to make the guy a cop a doctor a lawyer? Mm-hmm. you know like we have these tables i'm like well, wow, i really haven't seen this so let's you know again the expectation is him being a a senator you know, I think, or the head of some corporation, some so, evil corporation like in the the third one.
0: His father was a, a an, diplomat, a yeah, an ambassador. ambassador. Right. Did you toy, let me get inside your writer mind for a minute, did you toy with another profession for him at any time? No, I felt like he, he would be on the run. I think
2: he would be kind of a photographer is a good place to, to start. Freelance, you like know, not um, <laughs> kind of. You know, one of the things I was thinking about is, is you know, people expect him to be you know, like, I, I saw something where somebody was saying, well, how can a war photographer, you know, become the Antichrist? Okay, well, Jesus was a carpenter. <laughs> you know that? Like, well, anything goes sometimes. He yeah. certainly was. Yeah, I mean, just think That's about right. that. Like, everybody's got a right. day job. It's a matter of what the story is. So, you know, it was either that or he could have been a busboy, but I liked war photographer. Ah,
0: Jesus was yeah. a carpenter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so the, the the story picks up with him, a war photographer, but he's based out of New York City, mm-hmm. um, uh, which was where the story takes place. And um, let's talk about the, the production elements of the show, because you actually are going to use footage from the mm-hmm. film, correct? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you get to weave that into the story. So you're paying just direct homage to the original story.
2: Yeah, you know, that was something that... Um, you you can't take it for granted that everybody has seen this film, okay? You you can't. There's a lot of people. You know, I think I think some people saw it when they were little, and then you know. But some people maybe just know it from the the remakes, or they never went back and watched it, or uh, or what have you. You know, you can't you can't take it for for granted. So we needed to get some of that information out because you know and but. I didn't want to have too much of that and I thought I love that film and I've never seen a show use footage from an original film as repressed memories coming to the forefront Mm -hmm. I just hadn't seen that okay not playing like a flashback but we're playing you know choppy memories that it's all hitting okay Uh, Mm -hmm. it's all sort of surfacing and 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 we you know when we started, I, I wrote that into the script, and when we started talking about it, um, some folks in the creative process thought that was nuts. They just thought, <clears throat> "Excuse me, that hasn't been done. I don't know if it's going to work." And I, I have this editor that I've worked with on on several other shows, a really talented guy named Hunter Vi and he knew exactly what I was talking about. So he, you know, took a crack at it, and it mm-hmm. worked. And so, but there was some question: were we going to reshoot? that material yes, you know some people right. were thinking that and I said no let's just get the original footage it's great and, and why mess with it
0: well I think that for people who do remember the movie and um, I think anyone uh, it, it also might be uh, really cool for people of a certain generation who clearly remember the movie mm-hmm. right and um, it's it's very exciting because it, it's almost like when you read a book and um, it's good and you see the movie and you go it was totally different I'm disappointed in this case you're like oh not only did I like that movie but it is in this yeah in it's, this show and and, and and it's it's fun to do that to have mm-hmm. those characters
2: you know where you know at one point um, in the movie uh, Gregory Peck goes to see a uh, Professor Bugenhagen, okay, and he gets all this information and he gets some daggers to kill Damien and all of that. And, you know, the writers and I were thinking, well, where are those daggers? You yeah. know, what happened? Who's got them? You know, and right. it would be really interesting if. Some people have some, and some people think others are lost, but other people are hiding them. So we we have in our mind we have a plan for where all the daggers are and who's got what. And, and sure, you know, a lot it, of, it's, the it's, it's it's kind of, of the items from the film, yeah, yeah. right?
0: It's kind so, of like a, a prop box that yeah, you get to re- yeah, recreate. Yeah, how neat. Speaking of uh, the cast and mm-hmm. other people who were. Um, Important on this film. You know, this film, uh, the original film, sorry, was nominated for two Oscars and I believe one for music for best score mm-hmm. with Jerry Goldsmith. Mm-hmm. So now you have a very significant um, person heading up your music, I believe, too, uh, Bear McCreary. Correct? Yeah, yeah. So you said music's very important.
2: Yeah, Bear was actually one of the first calls I made, like as I was driving off the studio lot, I said, okay, if I'm going to do this, I got to get Bear because Bear can do this right away. And Bear's busy. I think he's, you know, he's doing films now and he's doing a lot of shows and everything. And he's he's such a talent. And we worked together on Walking Dead and we really hit a groove. Um, You know, Walking Dead was the first show that I had worked on that had a significant score so i had to learn as a showrunner, you know how do you give notes on a score how do you explain you know what the feeling of a particular scene is and and you know and and bear and i really developed a a, a great way to communicate you oh, know neat. on that show by so, the way did
0: you call it the did you call it walking dead I don't. I think, I, I think you kind walk- of shortened it, uh, like maybe. like Walking Dead, yeah. like you know my show. <laughs> yeah, Walking yeah, no, Dead. No, it's not my show. But, but I, I <laughs> well, you were you were a big part of it, and and a lot of people know you. Yeah, I, I was the. the I, I wrote Dead. a
2: script, season one, and then I was I was on for seasons two and three. Yep. So so with Bear um so i called him and i said hey you know do you know the the movie the omen he said oh i'm not kidding you this sounds like something i'm making up he said that's one of my favorite scores i said well i think i'm gonna make a show based on that thing about damien grown up and he said i i gotta do it so i said great okay so then what he did was he you know we had the rights to the score and he went and recorded there's the famous you know chanting thing Ave satani so he went and re-recorded that he wrote score to sort of feel like that original score, but but updated. And then mm-hmm. at some point in a future episode, you haven't seen it, but it's in episode six, um, we we have uh, the original score plays in the show. Oh, wow. Yeah, we were able to, to work that in when it made sense emotionally. So, um, yeah, there, there was a lot from, you know, I really wanted to take that movie seriously. One of the things I, I hate is when somebody... You know, does a remake or or a sequel, and and they don't they're not respectful to that original thing. I agree, you, you, you know what I'm saying. I mean I think it's about expectations
0: yeah you know, the audience has expectations. yeah, right? you have to make it so, your own eventually, yeah.
2: but but I really sure. felt like that was a starting point that we needed to to really um, um, honor.
0: So by the way, uh, on the day that your uh, TV show opens, Mm -hmm. Up to this date, how many times do you think you've watched the original film? Did you just digest it and digest it?
2: Well, don't forget, I have some of the original film in the show.
0: Oh, so you've seen clips.
2: So I've seen that material probably, you know, a hundred times. But um, the original film, uh, I've probably seen it like at least 15. Yeah. Yeah, you know, (laughs) know, I... (laughs) you know actually it was just enough to give line readings sometimes (laughs) (laughs) but enough to quote sometimes but uh, you know I watched it with my son recently my 12 year old he loved it what did he Uh, think of it? he loved it he he thought it was scary you know he likes scary movies Um, uh, how
0: about the dogs? yeah now there are uh, Rottweilers Mm -hmm. in Damien the Rottweilers are back guys Mm -hmm. and you better watch out for them Mm -hmm. um Talk about a little bit about the dogs on set. Well, that
2: was that was something else that we thought was an element that fans would be interested in seeing those come back around. You know, I mean, I find them scary on the on the uh, in the original film, and we brought them. You know you know, we have some great sequences with them, I think, and and, and, and to tell the truth, the, the dogs are the sweetest dogs. <laughs> when, they're, <So.
0: laughs> when they're on set, they're yes. just, you know,
2: they're very, very sweet. I, are you yeah.
0: concerned that you might be giving the breed a bad rap a little they bit? They already the have Rotwilers. a bad
2: rap. I, I think they're people wrong. think Rottweilers are scary, but they're really sweet dogs, yes. and they're very trainable dogs. That's mm. why they were used. I think the huh. or, I think I heard that the original film wanted to use wolves, and they couldn't train the wolves i remember we had a wolf on set on um the shield mm-hmm. and you think wolves are gonna you know and go at you or whatever and wolves are really smart so they kind of trot around and they're like yeah i'm not doing that i'm i'm, I'm not you know doing this playing movie. your game yeah i'm not i'm not doing that so we had to bring in some some pit bulls or something for, for that episode of the shield but with with um the rottweilers they were great and we had it you know write the stunts and then train them to do the stunts and everything and and we spent a lot of time trying to make them as 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 uh you know scary and as exciting as possible
0: i think it's it's interesting for me because um a a lot of this world that you're creating is not totally um explainable it's Mm -hmm. sort of up to the audience to figure it out so Mm -hmm. in my viewers mind i see the dogs as sort of uh like messengers of satan mm-hmm. i mean to me they're they're definitely supportive of him mm-hmm. i mean they're on the they're like messengers of the dark side or something yeah i think they're protectors they seem to be. yeah yeah yeah
2: there's there's um there's a time when they appear you know there are rules in which they appear we don't want to one of the things we're careful about is that y- you don't want to just keep throwing stuff at the audience so it doesn't make sense right mm-hmm. but you want to keep the audience surprised but you don't... So you sort of need rules, but then you need to sort of undercut the rules at the same time because once the audience figures out the rules, then they get bored. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Th- then they go, oh, I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So there are some interesting rules around the the Rottweilers, and some may be apparent, and then some others I think will, will be explained further down the road, possibly.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So speaking of people who take care of Damien, mm-hmm. sort of... Um, Seems like even going back to the original film, the The nanny, Mm -hmm. um, that there are people who understand his his uh, position Mm -hmm. in the world, and and almost are like his, you know, his crew, Mm -hmm. even if he doesn't know why he's put on this earth at this point or what his mission is. Uh, But Anne Rutledge, um, Mm -hmm. so. We have a, a woman, played by Barbara Hershey, who's going to be very significant in mm-hmm. this series. Can you explain to me a little bit what her role in all this is?
2: Well, um, Ann Rutledge was a woman who was tasked with raising Damien from afar. Okay, so when we see him at the end of the the uh, original film, you know, he's at his father's casket and he's next to the president. And you get a sense he's going to be raised in, in the White House, okay, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we had to figure out what happens next. Was he really raised in the White House? Was he, you know, put into schools or whatever? And so we thought, you know, there would be a caretaker who takes care of that, okay? Who works all that out, but she probably doesn't want to um, reveal herself to him, right? And the idea for this character came from, in the movie there's a nanny who kills herself. She jumps at his <laughs> fifth party. She she kills herself. What the, Can I do an
0: impression yeah. of her? <laughs> okay, her, yes. I her, love that. Her take is just so okay. So she's up on the roof mm-hmm. and she goes, It's all for you, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, yeah. I was laughing a little that, bit too that, much. Yeah. And then Plunge. Yeah. Oh, and what that what moment to... gets replayed. It's so crazy. Yeah.
2: It's it's what a way to ruin a kid's party, <laughs> it's all right? For yeah. You. Yeah. Okay. So Go so on. she does that, and then all of a sudden, this other nanny, Mrs. Baylock, appears, and she says to Damien's parents, "They say, well, how did you get here?" And she says, "The agency sent me." Mm-hmm. Okay. So you get the sense when you're watching that. That she's just lying and that she was sent by evil people to watch this. So as I was watching that movie for, you know, number eight, nine times or whatever, (laughs) um, I thought, well, who's that agency? Like, what if an agency really didn't say that? What if there was an agency that was protecting this guy? You know, a group, some conspiratorial group that was saying, okay, great, Mrs. Baylock, you're up. And then after Mrs. Baylock gets killed, then it's, and you're up. You know what I mean? So that kind of uh, connection I thought was interesting. And just to kind of tee it up, we don't have to over explain that to the audience or whatever, but just to have, you know, Anne coming from the same area that Mrs. Baylock was, and she references, she discusses how she knew Mrs. Baylock and stuff in a future episode. Um, So that was interesting to me. And then, but, and so just to give the audience a little hint of that coming from the movie and that it's still alive today, and then revealing further down the road a little bit more information about that. So so we we're kind of doing a slow burn. We're teasing things out because we don't want to, you know, I think we've got to orient the audience as to who's this Damien, what's happened, da 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 and then and then as Damien finds out more and more about his plight, the audience will find that out.
0: Yeah, that I mean, th- that is the point: is that we are starting this series, and Damien really doesn't understand his, mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. place, mm-hmm. Um, and that's fantastic because as the audience, we get to figure it out. You get to with figure him. it out, yeah, yeah. I think clearly, though, uh, with like Ann Rutledge's character, there's no doubt. Even from the the, the idea that this uh, Damien was adopted, and the the priest that adopted him to the father. I mean, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of people who've been in on this. Mm-hmm that you know like facilitators now in your mind are they all presumably working for the devil um
2: there's different groups y- you know you'll you'll find uh, i don't want to give anything away but th- this comes up later in the the season that okay that, you know you'll find out that there's other people involved and and, and not everything's all clean. So there's different factions, there's different agendas. And, and that's what's interesting, I think, you know, hmm. that, that, you know, there's probably, well, I'll say there's part of the Catholic Church that wants to eliminate Damien. There's probably part of the Catholic Church that wants to, you know, have him on their side. You know, there's uh, other people are either, you know, want him out of the picture or people uh, uh, want him for their own purposes. So, th- and he's never sure who's who. You know, so yes. so that's something that that we're setting up, and that's something that hopefully we'll get the chance over multiple seasons to come back and tell that story and and further that out because we have a lot of that stuff uh, figured out.
0: Now, a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. comes from this. All revolves around the Book of Revelations. Mm-hmm. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's sort of your the biblical piece. I mean, there's a lot of religious mm-hmm. um, tone in this series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean. Mm -hmm. wow Um, and uh, yes Damien our character certainly has a a bit of an allergy to church yeah Yeah, well he
2: physically I mean (laughs) in in the movie you know he he doesn't want to go into the church so when we have him dealing with religious stuff you know Bradley's always Bradley James who plays Damien Um, is always kind of flinching he's always kind of you know you'll see in the second episode he actually has to go into a church and I mean he does in the first one too but it always takes a lot out of him so it's it's a little like I don't want to say it's his kryptonite it's not that bad but it's Mm. it's something that um, he's he pushes through when he has to you know it's yeah it, it definitely it activates physically, yeah yeah physically, for him, him. physically yeah yeah now
0: uh, speaking of bradley james mm-hmm. you were with him uh last july comic-con was yeah. that an exciting event it seems like you had quite a bit of buzz uh going on about the yeah, show already y-
2: uh, that was fun you know i i didn't know what to expect because you know the show was was uh we were just releasing that promo so mm-hmm. it was really off an announcement and and mm. we had you know a good attendance to, to that room and I was really surprised and and Bradley comes with his own fans so there were, were <laughs> girls in the audience holding up you know We love you, King James. We love you, King Bradley. (laughs) I think the ladies (laughs) love him, right? Yeah, yeah. I could hear just there was like
0: a murmur of ladies in the audience Mm -hmm. at Comic Con. Um, Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. You're getting that buzz. It was fun. Yes, and some some other new, interesting. uh, I love the supporting cast as well. Please mention some of the folks well we have
2: Barbara Hershey we mm-hmm. have um, um, Scott Wilson from The Walking Dead who played mm-hmm. Herschel so he's he's in the the show as well uh, Megalyn EK who just played uh, Vixen on Arrow uh, Omid, she's she's really great, great. yeah she's yeah. great yeah and she she's has more neat. and more to do as she, as she develops mm-hmm. uh, as, as the show you know develops mm. um, Omid Abtahi plays uh, one of uh, plays like Damien's closest friend, who you know he, he's he's actually only known for a few years, but he's he's a buddy who's been in the um, the uh, uh, you know has has been with him on assignment as a war photographer
0: yes so is he a photographer too he's like his his partner photographer or yeah. he's more the tech end of things yeah yeah exactly
2: okay. he's kind of yeah. like an assistant but he also shoots stuff but damien's like the celebrity photographer if you will yes yeah, you know he's like the big name so yes, this guy's going to walk long into the yeah. middle of
0: chaos and yeah. nothing happens to him yeah. as we find out exactly. which is crazy and then um, and
2: then we have two other um um cast members we have uh, robin weigart who was on um she played Calamity Jane on Deadwood. She's fantastic, and so she plays a nun from the Vatican who's sent to investigate what's going on around this. Like so, so that and she becomes a, a much much bigger uh, deal in the back. of So half the Vatican's
0: this. gonna oh. get the heads up because this is yeah, it's yeah, yeah this, this is, is the Antichrist. Yeah, yeah,
2: they've been waiting for this and fearing okay. this. So, and then uh, David Monnier plays uh, who was on. Uh, Justified, he was mm-hmm. um, terrific. Oh yes, and so he, cop, he he plays a detective who mm-hmm. you know questions Damien at a crime scene, and then starts putting together. Well, Damien, uh, you know, almost every time he leaves his apartment, somebody drops dead in some weird accident. So he starts putting pieces together, and he has a really interesting arc. and And um, I'm happy with that. I think David's been having a lot of fun, but as he um, he's got a really interesting place to go this season so uh, I hope uh, people you know check him out
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 That it is a, a very neat uh, cast of characters. Very like everyone's likable mm-hmm. in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So tonight you mentioned that the uh, show airs at ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. And you are having some writers over to your house. Yeah, is I'm, that having what's few, I'm having a yeah, few. I'm
2: having a few writers over, just a kind of like a an inner circle sort of thing. Just a you know, it's exciting. I think people are really proud of the work we've done. And, but you know I didn't want to do like a big bash or something so it's just a couple of us having dinner and, and we'll just kind of watch it and make fun of ourselves and hopefully have a good time.
0: And, and for you, um, mm-hmm. well you're not filming right now, you're, right, everything's, no, everything's, everything's in the can. Yeah. yeah. Um, but okay and so now you just you watch it un- unfurl and mm-hmm. will you be communicating with the fans? I Twitter will. Yeah, and yeah,
2: Well, Actually, it's really interesting. Um, I've never seen this before. You know, I, I, I'm on Twitter at Glenn Mazzara, and and have r- had a great time. You know, over the past few years, communicating with fans. Most people obviously know me from from Walking Dead. So see, so you but, said
0: it again. Walking. I did
2: say it. Okay, so that's so what you that's say when say you've
0: worked on the show, uh, a big hit know. show. Walking Dead.
2: That might just be how I say it. So. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. That's cool. So, so, um, but there are fans, Fans. particularly of Bradley's who are excited about the show and they've started doing fan art. And so they've been tweeting me, you know, sketches or paintings or whatever. and, And they're really excited. So, so I'm, I'm communicating with them. I'm, you know, um, retweeting that, that artwork and stuff. That's always fun. And so tonight I'll be responding. You have to be careful though, because when um, I can't answer questions or yes. stuff because you don't want to spoil anything especially if someone's on the west coast and they haven't seen it or something or a lot of people watch it on on um uh, you know DVR or people in other countries. So, so I've made that mistake before, where I once answered a question and sort of spoiled something for an entire coast. So I had to be so, aware of that yeah, today yeah, because, guys, yeah, I
0: got to watch the yeah, first five episodes, yeah. which was very exciting in yeah. my house the, this you. weekend. But I had to be careful today. I was like, oh wait, I can't ask that because I could give it away. Yeah. So yeah. I can see how yes, you have to be yes. careful. But fun now that it's on TV, you can begin to let your begin to discuss it a bit more because you've been having to just tease it for a long time yes you know? that's so. true yeah. So, yeah.
2: yeah you can start let the, the twitter begin it. yeah great bring it yeah cool. <laughs>
0: Um. thank you so much well, for joining you. us um, you man. have three boys which is very impressive lots of guys in your household what will your sons be watching it with they with will the be watching. Tonight?
2: Um, well, one's in college. The other two, the other two watched it this weekend. We wa- we sat around Saturday night and we watched the the first four episodes. They haven't seen number five yet. Cool. But um, and my little guy, the twelve year old, thought it was really scary. The other guy liked it. He's he's a little hard at the read, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, but they liked it. So, um, but they'll be sitting in with us and and hopefully uh, uh, you know just having fun. Yeah, it's just family tonight. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What a cool opportunity for all of our watchers here at After Buzz TV to get to talk to you oh, well, on you. the eve of the premiere of this yeah. series. Well, thank you. I'm and now I'm we excited. get to watch it roll. So very exciting to have cool. you here, Glenn. Thank well, you thank, so much. Thank you so much. Yes. That was fun, JJ. Thank you. And just remind folks out there, again, I know you mentioned your Twitter handle, but please repeat it and, and tell folks mm. where they can find you.
2: Um, at Glenn Mazzara. And uh,
0: by the way, yeah. he says Glen Mazara, yeah. but that's because he's from New York. Yeah, it's actually spelled Glen Mazara.
2: Yeah, my family messed that one up too, so but it's, it's full
0: on Glen Mazara. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from New York. Where yeah. are you from, by the way? From Queens, of course, you yeah. are. Yeah, Glen Mazara from Queens, everybody. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're watching this on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and please. You know, type something below about the show, Damien, if you're a fan, or about Glenn Mazura himself. We'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on SoundCloud or iTunes, Mm -hmm. this is what I like to do. Thank you for listening. Glenn? Thank thank you. Where's your radio voice, Glenn?
2: I'm not sure I have
1: one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all for joining us. Take
1: care